0: Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Today, I want to talk about thinking big. Just say that after me, thinking big. It sounds good even just to say that, doesn't it? Just even saying that begins to stir some thoughts about thinking big. Sometimes we have to just take stock, settle down, maybe get in a quiet place, get in a place where you're all alone and you begin to just think. And uh, when we do that actively, I think it's quite powerful. It can be very annoying as well because it's like a double-edged sword, isn't it? When we begin to dream and think and, wow, what are the possibilities of God in my life? What could I really be seeing God do in my life in a year's time, in five years' time, in ten years' time? We begin to think and dream and stir up some of those thoughts. And, um, but then comes doubts and fears and sometimes we can maybe go back to some of our disappointments where we've thought big and we've began dreaming and then we've hit a wall. And we've hit disappointments we've tripped over and so today i want to explore a little bit about what i've seen works when we think big and i want to start in a passage that we read last week ephesians 3 20 and it says now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us that's jesus christ His power that works within us. He is able to do far more abundantly than we are able to ask or think. So if we begin thinking big, God's already thinking bigger. If we begin to dream a little bit, maybe journal, write some things down, even if we stretch our faith beyond what we think we are capable of, God's already thinking bigger. Now, The reason this is a double-edged sword is because sometimes in our lives when we begin to dream and think and then we begin to maybe step out, sometimes we have situations that don't go that way. Or maybe we can think back to our past where we were dreaming and we were thinking and it just didn't turn out that way. I want to suggest that sometimes God allows us to fail a few times or maybe allows us to learn from our failures a few times so that we can retrospectively look back and go, what went wrong? What went wrong in those situations? What didn't I do right? I think nine times out of 10 for me, it's been character formation, character development, that he's wanted to lift out of me and raise up inside of me And he hasn't laughed when I've failed. He hasn't stood there and said, well, it's about time you learnt that lesson. He just watches and he then releases a lesson in it. He releases a teaching. He releases something that I can learn from so that next time when I'm thinking big and I think, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and do this, he actually couples it with extra special wisdom. And it's one of those secret herbs and spices that I talked about last week. Wisdom is one of those things. And when we're thinking big, we need a lot of wisdom. It's no point thinking big if we're going to be dumb. If we're just going to step out and say, Well, you know, I want to do this in the name of Jesus, so I'm just going to do it. Well, that's dumb thinking. That's not big thinking. And so we want to be those who have wisdom inside of our thinking. And that means we have the Word of God. Coupling our thinking which means we we know the word of God and when we begin dreaming we begin Maybe it's a business idea or or a a new venture or maybe it's stepping out in a certain area in faith It's not just going to be a little flashy idea that comes into our head It'll be something that brews up from within Brews up from within us and then it'll come through our filter of the word of God And if it's a silly idea the filter of the word of God will flush it away and it'll, it'll disappear. It'll just be like, no, that doesn't line up with the Word of God. That doesn't line up with what I know the Father heart of God to be. If it's one of those random silly ideas that just really doesn't have God's calling and His anointing on it, it'll get flushed away in, in, in the filter of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And that's what we want is, is in our maturing and our growing as believers, we want all those silly ideas to be flushed down the toilet, don't we? I don't want to step out in another silly Marty idea. I've done enough of them and um, they don't work. I don't know about you, but, but they just they end up frustrating you. They frustrate you. And so I've learned that I actually want to be wise in my ideas, wise in my inventive thinking, wise in my creativity, not just loose and flamboyant for the sake of it, I can do anything. Well, we can do anything, but not everything is profitable. And so we want to go for those things that are profitable, don't we? We want our lives to be profitable. We want our ventures and the things that we do to be profitable. And so when we're thinking and when we're dreaming, I think there's three areas that are really key about this that I think have helped me. The first one is start thinking. I want to read you a quote. This is going to be unexpected. And, um, and this man said, You have to think anyway, so why not think big? Donald Trump said that. you got to think anyway, so why not think big? Your brain's going to tick anyway, so why not use it actively and positively? And so the first thing is thinking. Ask questions. Begin thinking. Get away. Start dreaming. Start journaling. Start taking a risk. See, At the thinking stage, you're allowed to take risks. You can do stuff, you can begin thinking creatively, go, go wide and go high and do all that sort of stuff. That's at the thinking stage, it's not gonna hurt anyone. It's not gonna hurt yourself. You haven't spent any money, you haven't gone out and pronounced, I'm now you know, selling everything and doing this. You're just thinking, you're just dreaming. And, and then I believe the next stage is asking. And at the asking stage is, I believe, the filtering, the God filtering, where we put it to the test. We say, all right, Lord, I've been dreaming of this stuff. I've been thinking of this stuff. Now I want your breath on it. Now I want your anointing on it. Now I want your confirmation on it. And then the thinking doesn't get stalled. It gets filtered through and it can grow and it can brew. And the seed can begin to be germinated into something that looks like the kingdom rather than looks like just a nice idea that we've come up with. If you're like me, you've had enough of just nice ideas that don't go anywhere. But when we start our thinking in the kingdom and we sow it in good soil, and then we water it with the word of God and the spirit of God and confirmation and good other believers that can get around us and give us confirmation, I say, yeah, I see that on you. You can do that. And, and people who have done it, I always listen to people who have done it. There's something about someone who has credibility. I've said the story a few weeks ago. I went over to Melbourne to meet with this group of consultants. And, um, you know, really, in some ways in business, I've done a lot more than them. But there's something they've tapped into. In, uh, in media and in this particular realm of consulting that I recognized on them and I recognize they're far, far further ahead than I am in this particular realm, especially in the, the modern tech area that they're operating. And so straight away, I recognised their credibility. A lot of us like to say stuff, and on the internet you can become a specialist at just about anything, but very few people have credibility and so we want to look at people's lives even believers lives and look for credibility that is look for the fruit of the kingdom because if and this is i think a downfall of christianity that we can have a whole lot of head knowledge and we can say all sorts of things but can we demonstrate the kingdom can we demonstrate what we believe do we demonstrate what we believe do we actually live the kingdom and all of us all of us fail in various ways. All of us will let ourselves down, we will let God down in various ways, and we'll fall short. But the great thing about maturing is we learn from our mistakes. And so that's what I've found looking at people who have credibility, whatever area, if you, if you want to step out in a, various, in, in a certain area, go to someone who already has done it. Who has credibility and you can actually go and ask them some questions and say how have you done that how have you done that do you see do you see some areas where i could learn asking questions is very very powerful and it's an area that i reckon if they gave out degrees in this area i'd have one I ask a lot of questions, I'm telling you, of people who are further ahead than me, I go with lists of questions, various leaders, even in Adelaide, I've been to other big, big church leaders, and I've said, can I have an hour of your time? And I pre prepare 10, 20, 30 questions that I want to ask them because I want to value their time and I want to honour their time. And so they know the minute I walk in the door, we have some niceties, but then bang, I'm into question time. And uh, I'm learning from them because they have credibility. They've run a race that I haven't run. And so straight away, I'm into question mode. Okay, so how have you done that? So how do you think I could adjust things? What would you see in my situation? How can we make that relevant? Asking questions, asking questions. If it's in business, I ask questions. If it's in great leaders that we're with, talking about family and, and talking about God, and then we're asking questions. Never stop asking questions. Lifelong learners are some of the most powerful people you're going to meet because they always want to learn. They always want to grow. They always want to know, how can I do something better? How can I learn more about God? How can I be more like Jesus? But people who are already full, they can't learn anything else. They've already learned everything. They're full of themselves or they're full of knowledge and they can't learn anything else. We don't want to be like that. We want to be ready and prepared to take on new information and take on greater things that God might want to show us. So asking is a really powerful Key. Philippians 4 6 says this do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known to God asking ask the Lord ask the Lord for wisdom ask the Lord for people who can come alongside of you and speak truth into your life sometimes the one thing we don't want to hear as believers is truth why, why has this thing not worked out in my life a number of times? Ask someone who will tell you the truth. And if they love you, take it on. Take it on. It's one of those things we don't like hearing as humans, but it's the one thing we need to truly grow. And that is tell me the truth, but please tell me with some sugar and some cream and some strawberries. And I can handle it like that. But I dare you to ask someone wise that question, because it's a powerful question. It's a really powerful question. And then what comes out sometimes surprising is sometimes surprising because sometimes we are blinded by our own limitations. But we want to be beyond that. We want to be big thinkers. We want to be thinking beyond our own limitations and our own insecurities, because God is inside of us, and sometimes I believe He's bursting to get out and do some amazing things with our lives. But sometimes we limit Him. We limit Him by our own insecurities and our own uh, limitations and our own thoughts and fears and worries and behaviours. And so getting out of that, start asking God. Begin asking Him. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. He wants to hear what you want to ask Him. Luke 11 says, ask, seek and knock. And so we are actually to posture ourselves in a place where we're allowed to ask God. Do you know that? You're allowed to ask your heavenly Father for good things. You're allowed to ask Him, Lord, I would love to see this in my life. Lord, I'd love to see bigger things in my life. I'd love to see my neighbours saved. I'd love to see great things happen. I'd love to be able to be a bigger person so I can be more generous and provide for different situations. And, you know, God loves hearing our requests. Hey, that's amazing. Thanks. Oh, just cheering me on. God wants to hear your requests. Start asking Him. Now, some things he may say no. Do you know, more often than not, when, when God's saying no to me, I just hear nothing. Just zero, silence, brass, heaven's a brass, you know that saying. And uh, you just can't hear absolutely anything. It's like there's no green light, there's no go, there's no breakthrough, there's no confirmation. It's just silence, silence. Well, when there's silence, don't advance. I want to hear the voice of the commander before I start heading the army out into battle. I want to hear his voice. I want to hear just even a little whisper of saying, okay, or a nod. You know what I mean? Just a commander's nod. That's all I'll need. Just give me a nod, Lord. Then I'm okay to go. But sometimes we step out when we haven't got the nod. And then we hit a failure and we think, oh, I'm going to give up asking. I'm going to give up dreaming big. This stuff doesn't work. It's just for motivational speakers in America who have white suits and have earned all their money from selling CDs about this stuff, not actually doing it. Ever thought that? See, a lot of you have thought that before. But in the kingdom, this stuff actually works. But do you know what? God will allow us to be disciplined, even by our own stupidity. And sometimes our own stupidity leads to problems, and then we think, I'm not going to think big anymore. But it's not that we're not to think big. It's that we're not to be stupid. So we're actually meant to be wise with what he's given us. And, and go to someone who's done it. I can't stress that enough. Sometimes we go to someone we're comfortable with. I'm going to go to, some, I'm going to, go to a, a cousin who just says, you're amazing all the time. And just loves me and wraps me in cotton wool. And just, oh, they're amazing. I love my cousin. They're beautiful. They've never said a bad word to me or about me. But the cousin might not be the thing you need. It might be a loving, a loving person who's willing to be honest and say, would you get over yourself? You're doing the same thing over and over again. No wonder the door's closed. Wake up. Smell the roses. Get beyond your own limitations and start doing it wisely. And this brings great fruit. I'm telling you, Christians are the worst at this. We're the worst at it. And I don't know why, but we are. Because somehow we get into a cotton wool mentality and we think that there should be a cotton wool anointing around our lives. That no one should ever say a word to us that doesn't, you know, truth hit us. Well, we would say offend us, but get into the truth. And I know this is a sensitive area, but you've got to teach and preach like this if you want bigger Christians. If you want people can handle a little bit of rough stuff because the world is a little bit rough isn't it? And it's getting rougher and rougher and rougher and weirder and weirder out there. And we've got to get bigger and bigger so that we can actually tackle bigger problems. Not the problems of yesterday, but the problems of tomorrow. And the problems of tomorrow are very confusing. I don't know about you, but if you just watch some of the agendas and the issues out there, you just think, I don't know whether I'm Arthur or Martha. It is so crazy out there. I do. I'm a man, okay? I know who I am. Don't worry. There's no confusion here. But it's a saying. It's a saying. We need to know who we are. And we need to know our God will give us a no as much as he'll give us a yes. Sometimes we think it should just be step out and I'm I'm anointed, I'm called of God, I'm gonna go and do this thing. And we fall flat on our face, and three months later, there's nothing to show for it except a little bit of disappointment. It's a surefire way to, in five years' time and ten years' time, be quite an an energyless believer because we think God should have come and rescued us and provide a ticket to prosperity for us. All the while, He's been waiting. Would you just listen? Would you just listen? Would you just wait for my nod? Would you just listen to that person who actually told you in love something you didn't want to hear, but you didn't want to hear it, so you left it aside and you went and did it again? Listening to wise counsel. Proverbs talks about it, that actually we need lots of wise counsel. The Word of God is the best wise counsel. The Spirit of God is the best wise counsel. The next best thing is really godly people who have done the stuff. And it's one of those areas that in this asking is so key to promotion that I almost can't emphasize it enough. The last thing is acting. So I've gone through thinking, asking, and then acting. The Bible says in Philippians four thirteen, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, I didn't read that verse at the beginning. The reason I didn't read that at the beginning is because our temptation is to shut off there. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And then we go out and we try all sorts of things. And and sometimes we fail, sometimes we get it right, and we get a lot of issues along the way. So I think it's important to put this into context. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But at the same time, I need wisdom and I need to hear his voice. And when we actually learn to operate as one who follows Christ, we actually make Christly decisions. And then he gives us strength to do all things through him, not through ourselves. If we're thinking like ourselves, we tend to run out of steam. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. When we step out in faith, that's the beginning of action, isn't it? It's actually the beginning of when we start seeing the wheels turn in our life. And I want to encourage you, if you've stepped out before and things haven't worked out, it's okay. Dust off your knees. (laughs) Start asking. Start listening to the Father, start getting wise counsel, start listening to truth in your life, not just velvet words, but actual truth, you know. And when I, when I listen to the Lord, I actually want Him to tell me the truth. I actually want Him to tell me. If I'm being a pain in the butt, I want to know I'm being a pain in the butt. I want Him to actually say, you're being a pain in the butt. Now, He's never said that to me, but He's said other things to that effect, because that's not really heavenly language, is it? But we want the Father to guide us. And if we truly want Him to guide us, then He's going to say, don't go there sometimes. Other times He'll say, have a go, have a go. We've had various areas in our lives where we've had counsel and we've prayed and we have sought the Lord and the Word of God and together with Karen and I, we're in unity. And we've actually felt Him say, I've given you this decision, you call the shop. Some areas of our life, we've just felt him say, it's okay either way, it's okay either way. There's no, there's no real right or wrong. And you know, sometimes he'll do that as well because the father's trying to teach us maybe the, 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 the education, if you like, or the maturing of making our own decisions and seeing if they're godly and they're fruitful. And so it's one area that I think, does take listening to the Holy Spirit in our quiet time, in our time with him, listening so that when we act, there's that faith element to it. It's like, I'm going to step out in faith, but this is not just stupidity. This is actually spirit-led faith. And if, you know, I'm sure you're just, you're like me, you don't want to step out and make mistakes. You don't want to just think big and annoy yourself. You actually want to think big and begin stepping out bigger in the kingdom because God has things for your life. Do you know that? You might feel very small. You might have felt failures in your life and faced situations where you just haven't got it right. I want to encourage you, God has big things waiting for you. It may just take some gestation. It may take some watering of the seed and some truth and some godly counsel and some uh, spirit of God raining down on your soil to actually bring about the promise, to actually bring about the fruitfulness that God has over your life. He wants you to be a flowering tree. He wants you to be fruitful so that the kingdom of God can be multiplied. It's what God said right back in the beginning. Go forth and multiply. And that command has never stopped. His desire is that we would be multipliers, multipliers, multipliers with his word, multipliers with the seed of God all over the earth, that the gospel, the name of Jesus would be glorified all over the earth. But he, funnily enough, chooses people like you and me to do it. There are no superstar Christians. I was watching this thing yesterday, random, I know, but bear with me. And it was it was a guy who's extremely flashy and he's copping a lot of criticism. I think it's merited because to me, he's all on about money. But, um, but anyway, um, and you won't even know his name, so it doesn't even matter. But I'm watching this dude and I'm like, man, really? We are just, we are doofuses, a lot of us, aren't we? Seriously, in the, do you know what doofus means? It means you're a doofus. You know, that word, that word just says it all. If you're a doofus, you're a doofus, okay? And so I'm just thinking we are all doofuses. We need Jesus to save us from our doofusness sometimes. Do you know what I mean? When we just have those stupid thoughts or stupid comments and, and they just hit us and out of our mouth they come and that doofus anointing just falls in the room, and we have to be a doofus. I should call this sermon doofus. But we can all be like that sometimes. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's what Romans said. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. John 1.18 says, If a man thinks he has no sin, he does not know God. And that's actually saying that all of us in this room, no one should feel any more condemned than anyone else. Because without Christ, we're all condemned. Without Christ, we needed to abide by every single letter of the law. And you know what? It's impossible. It's impossible to obey every single letter of the law. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces of legislation we would have to study every day. Oh, am I doing that? Am I doing that? I've got to go do offerings here. I've got to go do this. I've got to do that. I've got to keep myself clean. I've got to worship in this set way, at this set time. You've got to keep it 100%. That's the only other way. No one ever did it. So Christ came, set us free from the law, set us free from having to abide by every single letter of the old way. And he brought in a new and living way through Christ so that we don't have to feel condemned. We don't have to feel like a doofus because Christ came to make us spotless and clean and white so that we can actually begin thinking big through Christ, not doofus, Christ but we can actually think like a new and living person. And so when we think about a business venture, we're thinking about it through Christ. We're thinking about, okay, Lord, what does this mean for you? Has this got your touch on it? Has this got your anointing on it? Or maybe we're thinking about stepping out in a different area, new career change or situational change, or maybe we just want more of what God's got in our lives. Think through Christ think through christ let him think through you and then it might look different because sometimes we want to do things that he is not giving us the nod and we want the nod of the commander we want the nod of the commander we want him just saying yep it's time yep go left not right because it makes a huge difference to the effectiveness of our lives we all want to be effective for the king we all want to hear those words well done good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. You did really well with what I gave you. You did really well with the energy and the time and the finances and the health and everything that I gave you. Well done, well done. Well, the way to hear those words, I think, is obedience. Obedience. When we step out in faith, we're hearing his voice. We're listening to truth over our lives and we're, we're beginning to ask him for those things and then we begin acting in faith we can do all things through christ but we can't do all things through ourselves there's a big difference why don't you stand today and just lift your hands i want to just pray as the worship team come up i want to pray this morning that we would be liberated from ourselves and what i mean by that is sometimes we are so limited from our past mistakes, so restricted because of our own insecurities and fears. Others feel condemned because you've stuffed up in the past or you've got it wrong or you don't feel like you're good enough. All of that, all of that is the old man. All of that is the old man. It's not the new and living way. Whereas Jesus came so that you and I would participate in living the new life in Christ, the new life in Christ. But it means thinking differently. It means not thinking selfishly. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. It means thinking like Christ. It means listening to His voice. And if He says no, don't do it. If He says yes, go for it. But that's how we grow in the kingdom, is thinking big and dreaming big with Christ, with Him inside of us, with Him through us. So just lift your hands today if you want. I just want to pray over us for the old to be gone and the new to come and for some of that new thinking to begin to fall in this place and some of that new dreaming and that new ideas and creativity and that new life of Christ to begin to wash over us this morning. And, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Spirit who wants to teach us all truth And today, Lord Jesus, we let go of the old. We let go of our own failures. We let go of our own insecurities, our own fears, our own doubts. And Lord, when we've stuffed up, we lay it all at the cross today. We just give it to you, Jesus. We were never good enough anyway. I don't know why we even tried. But Christ in us can do all things. You in us, Jesus, can do all things, bigger things, bolder things, greater things. And so, Lord, we we take up our cross with you today, Lord Jesus. And we say, come, Holy Spirit, upon us and in us to mature us and grow us, to think kingdom big, to think bigger for the kingdom, bigger for the kingdom. Lord, I pray you would release faith in this place to see bigger things for your kingdom, bigger things over families, salvations that have never happened. We pray salvations in families to begin to open up, for conversations to begin to open up. We say, Lord, that you would bring back prodigals in families, Lord, to you, Lord Jesus. And we think big and we ask big today for that, Jesus. Lord, we ask for our region in the Onkaparinga and the hills and Marion, this whole a southern area, Lord. We ask big today. We ask big today. We ask that you would come and that you would invade this region. You would invade this region and the churches of this region. You'd pour out your spirit in a mighty way in this region. You'd raise up incredible leaders, incredible people in council, incredible people in business and in families and in education. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would do a mighty work in this whole southern region by your hand. By your hand. And Lord, so often you'll use us in that. So often you're calling us. Will you come? Will you come? Will you think big? Will you do big? Will you act big? Will you share the gospel? Will you give? Will you do whatever I'm asking you to do for this region? And so Lord, we just say pour out your spirit in this region. But we also say, send us Lord. Send us. Use us, Jesus. Use us, Lord Jesus. Use us as witnesses for the gospel in this area. The Southern Church of Adelaide. Lord, we ask for the power of your Spirit to move. The power of your Spirit to move upon us as your believers, that you would move mightily, that you would stir us, that you would change us, you would shape us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your power and presence.